Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way, and that my biggest successes, my happiest moments, came through connections with people who cared about me. It's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together. We are not self-made, we are community-made. But the real question is, how will we do it? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and you are listening to the Community Forged Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Community Forge podcast. You and I are in for a real treat today because my guest is none other than Kevin Stevens. And if you spent any time at all in the ClickFunnels world of the last year or so, then you know exactly who I'm talking about. But what you may not know is Kevin also has over 25 years experience in sales. He's launched multiple tech startups and has closed close to, get this, $2 billion in sales revenue. I met Kevin earlier this year at Funnel Hacking Live, and, and since then, I've been following him online, and, and he's been on fire, including publishing a book, releasing the first of several Chrome, Chrome extension products. He's uh, become the affiliate manager for none other than Jay Shetty, the partner in a CBD company, and honestly, that's just a really small sample of, of what he's up to. So um, the question I have, and I'm sure a lot of you have as well, is how does he create and manifest all these incredible opportunities. Well, today we're going to dive in deep and get you the answers that you can apply on your own professional journey. So my guest today is Kevin Quinn. Everyone, please help me give a warm welcome to Kevin. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jerry. I appreciate it. And thank you for the kind introduction. You're right. It's crazy. It's crazy in my space. Yeah. We, your, your space is... Uh, in a lot of different places, that's 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 for sure. That's what well, I mean. you know, and that's so, the yeah. thing too. As you mentioned, the, the you know the, the ClickFunnels space. Eighteen months ago, we got introduced to this market from an agency. They're like, "Hey, you guys need to be running sales funnels and looking for your uh, your clients online with a sales funnel." I was like, "What on earth is a sales funnel?" And so, you know, that's what June of last year. So, fast forward from June of last year, I went from a software developer, which is what we do, software development, to over 20 projects now that I'm involved in. And it's just been, that's all in 18 months. Yeah, just stupid, amazing. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> well, you're still smiling and you're still coherent. So, uh, so yeah, for now, I'll, for I'll, sure. I'll sleep when I die. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I, I'd love to take a step back a little bit because it's, it's also really interesting to me that, you know, for, for most of your career, you're down the, the corporate path doing, you know, <coughs> level, you know, sales work. And, right. you know, just kind of, you know, recently became an entrepreneur. So t- tell us a little bit more about, about your, your journey from the early days. Yeah. You know, um, as I was mentioning before we jumped on, I spent, I'm old. So I spent a lot of time uh, working in the corporate space in the hardware and technology sector. Um, got started for a local level, what we call um, a uh, systems integration company. Worked for them for a couple of years. And one of our manufacturers was needing a rep. And uh, I called in one day. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of so-and-so. I've got a really large opportunity I'm working on right now. I need to get. And uh, so they patched me over to the, uh, 
the national sales manager for this global company. And uh, Joe Mancini, boy, he was a heck of a guy. Get on the phone with Joe Mancini. He's like, hey, Kev, what's going on? I said, hey, I'm trying to reach so-and-so. I've got this, that big deal, the school district we were talking about. Uh, and it was a big deal. It was uh, 800 LCD projectors, which back in the day were going for about $4,500 a piece. Oh, yeah. With, you know, for us, about 40% profitability. And Joe's like, well, so-and-so, we had to let him go. And, uh, you know, until we get somebody, you know, we're going to have to, re- you know, you're going to have to deal with me. I was like, Joe, totally okay with that. I said, you're a good guy. I love working with you. Because, you know, I got a thought. And his, I got a thought was an invite for me to fly out. So I met with Joe and the CEO of the company, a gentleman from Hong, or not from Hong Kong, from Taiwan. His name was Otto Kong. And I went to lunch with these guys. And Joe told me on the way over to, to lunch, he goes, he's going to order you a Caesar salad. Everybody eats Caesar salad at our meetings. And he's going to order it with anchovies. It's a test. I was like, <laughs> okay. And uh, so here I am sitting in this thing. I'm making decent money for my, for my local area. But I get my Caesar salad, eat it with the anchovies. Realize I absolutely love anchovies. So now I have every Caesar salad I ask for anchovies. And uh, yeah, get back to their office and uh, they put a proposal on the desk that was five times the income I had made the previous year. Wow. That's Salary bonus moment. comp plan. And I was like, hello, sold. So I'm in. And uh, literally, you know, they dropped me off at the airport, call my wife. I'm explaining to her. She's like, shut up. I'm like, no, I'm serious. She's like, shut up. <laughs> and that started my, uh, my adventure into the manufacturing side. So that was the first manufacturing company I went to work for. Taiwanese-based manufacturer, global sales. And uh, I went to work for um, this, this, this company. And fast forward, you know, 20 some odd years now. I spent so much time working on the, the hardware and technology side. I'm sorry, hardware and software side in the tech sector. Worked for some really big companies, some small companies. And I guess, by the way, as small companies for us in our space, it would be manufacturers who were doing about $150 million a year in sales. That was on the small end. I worked with some big companies too. I was a sales director at a company called Smart Technologies out of Calgary, Canada. And you know, so they have these smart boards. That are up on conference room walls and classroom walls all around the world. You know, you, you LCD projector projecting up on it. You annotate, right, make okay. notes. You know. yeah. yeah. So I, I was a sales director at Smart for a long time. They're a Canadian company that was doing about 1.7 billion a year in sales. So I mean, I've I've had some really great experiences in the um, in the corporate space. In around 2009, 2000, uh, 2009, company I was working for uh, laid off the, the top five you know, uh, employees in the company for, for compensation. I was one of them. So as the sales director at this company, you know, it was a $350 million a year company. I was the sales director, uh, myself, marketing director, some of the key people, we were all laid off three days before Thanksgiving. And yeah, so that was kind of the sign. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hey, Christmas bonus. And, um, and oddly I did not get my bonus that year. So, um, we're, we're all laid off. Um, I had to honor a two-year non-compete with these guys. So I'm laid off. I can't go to work for anybody in my space for two years because of the non-compete they made me uh, 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 um, honor. And, you know, so 2011, went to work in the corporate sector again um, till about 2013, 2014. And I just realized I hate the travel. I mean, I've been doing it for 20-something years, getting on a plane, 
lying here, get home, drop, drop the dirty launder off, pick up the clean clothes and I'm off again. And uh, so I got out of that space around 2014, about five years ago, decided I was no longer going to work for the corporate sector anymore. And uh, went to work for a local company for a couple of years. And then three, three and a half, three and a half years ago, launched my first company of my own, which was a software. You know, found the right people, partnered with the right people. Uh, we dropped an app. Um, in fact, we just uh, last week raised our next round of funding for that software company. And oh, that's where congrats. my world is. Yeah, that's yeah. Thank you. That's where my world has been for the last three and a half years is my own products rather than working for somebody else. You know, being laid off in 2009 at a company that I gave my life, well, seven years to. Took them from a $40 million a year company to a $350 million a year company in seven years. And my reward was being laid off. You know, it, it, it just, yeah, I, I get it. But I learned a really valuable lesson. I wasn't in control of my life. Somebody yeah. else was in control of my life. Yeah, and, that's, so, and that's, that's the irony, right? I mean, so often people point to corporate life as kind of the, the stable option, right? Versus, you know, being your own boss and so on. And well, you don't control anything other than, hey, do I get do I get a raise? Did I perform at a rate that you deem worthy of a raise next year? Perfect. Uh, how are my benefits? My four hundred one k, whatever it might be. Everybody thinks they've got something solid in their job until they lose it. Yeah, absolutely. And that changes, and that changes everything. Great. So, so you've been on the. So now it's been about what five, six years, and you've been doing your own thing and. Yeah, five years got out of the corporate sector. Uh, about three and a half years, I've been doing my own thing. I went to work uh, commercial insurance. You can laugh at me. I got licensed. I was insuring businesses. I was, I was, I was. I mean, I'm, I'm a connector, and I love talking, and I love closing deals. And so I was closing some really big deals. And then I, you know, eighteen months into it, I was like, I'm gonna die here. I hate doing insurance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting, you know. Um, you clearly through your time in, in sales, you harness some some skills that can apply to you know a lot of different areas, and that's kind of what I want to steer and steer into to next is you know as you as I've gotten to know you over the last you know um, well it's less than a year now, just seeing all these incredible like opportunities and things you're doing. I mean, they're all over the place, and you know for normal human beings, even just doing one or two would be fascinating. Um, but I just Kind of curious to know like how how you managed to like attract so many of these things yeah i don't know um you know i think i think what's worked for my my benefit in this space and it's and it's it's because i you know i i truly love giving i love helping people out if they're stuck on something i want to get get them over it so in doing so that might be providing coaching you know becoming a mentor for them for a bit helping them out getting getting them unstuck what are you needing to get through X, whatever issue you're dealing with? So that's how it started for me initially in this space. Um, you know, uh, July, August of last year, I landed in the ClickFunnels group. And by the time like February, March came around, I was trending number one in their engagement for, it, for the engagement. I'm sorry, for the uh, ClickFunnels group. So here's a group of 200,000 people. And every week they get their weekly report. I'm always the top person at the list for community involvement and engagement back with me. And so, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm jumping up on the radar over there. Click funnels are like, who the heck is Kevin Steven? Steven's my middle name, by the way. Uh, we were doing business. I, I'll digress for just a second. We're doing business with one of our software companies with Verizon. 
And in the agreement we received from them to do business with them was giving them access to our social media. I immediately shut down Kevin Quinn, the Facebook page, and launched Kevin Steven and made myself 10 years younger on Facebook. So Verizon couldn't find me. And they haven't. They haven't found me. So, but uh, yeah, so who's Kevin? Yeah, people ask me that all the time. You know, uh, who's, you know, it's Kevin Steven, Kevin Steven in this space is what they know me by, first name, middle name. But I go places or I, you know, I respond to something and it comes through as Kevin Quinn. Well, my real name is Kevin Steven Quinn. But, you know, I, I, I popped up on the radar in the ClickFunnels space and, and it, start, it started to give me a name. Um, I became, you know, a, a little bit more well-known over the last 18 months than I did when I first walked into the ClickFunnels group, you know, back in June, July of last year. Um, you know, as we were discussing uh, prior, um, really started to have, uh, you know, those epiphany moments they talk about. Your epiphany moment. Well, I thought I had an epiphany moment that would, um, that would carry me through that space for the rest of my life. And then the last month or two, I've just been like, okay, maybe this isn't where I want to spend all of my time. There's other places that, you know, my strength is in the B2B space. I, it truly is. I understand business sales to businesses. And I think where that lends itself in this community is I understand how to sell as a business owner to other business owners. And so when I approach and talk to folks, it's not as uh, somebody who just got into this space and who's just learning. And oh, by the way, I don't know what it, what it is. I can build a funnel. Let me teach you how to build a funnel. That's not my strength. I, mean, I can build a funnel, but that's not my strength. My strength is helping you learn how to deal with businesses, how to sell, the mindset involved with that, the strategies you need. And then on the other side of it, like we were discussing, is the, the connecting. And so for me, um, you know, my partnerships that have come up over the last year, year and a half, have been because of the strength I provide on that level. I mean, you give enough to some people, they'll come back to you. And I've had several people, and I still don't know if I'm ready for it bandwidth-wise, who are big names in this space who have come back to me like, we should partner on something. Let's figure something out. Um, just, just because of the... How they come to, to know you, your, your character, right. your... Right, big character. names. I mean, you know, you know who Cody Neer is. Cody Neer is uh, like the king of e-com. He truly is. That kid has multiple, multiple offers that have turned millions. So last I heard, I think Cody is about 80 million in revenue himself in this space. And Cody's like, man, Kev, we got to figure something out. Let's, let's work together. I'm like, you don't need me. I mean, you truly do not need me. But, you know, it's just, it's just the value we provide to each other and the fact that we like each other. We'd figure out a way to work. I'm working on another project as we speak right now. It's a... Um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm even entertaining another deal. But uh, a, local, a local mastermind with a couple of big names in the group in that space that live here. In fact, one of them works for ClickFunnels. So three of us are coming together to create this local mastermind for you know, entrepreneurs and businesses locally where they can come in and learn from A to Z, what they need to do to, to, to advance their companies. So here we go. An- another, another deal. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> that three hours of sleep is going to become two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just to go back to, to Cody for a second. So in, in that instance, I mean, what was your re- relationship up to that point with him? I mean, how did he, how did he know you? I mean, how did, how did you? Yeah. You know, we met, uh, I've introduced him to a few people uh, who he's helped launch some e-com stuff with. And obviously for him, when you make an introduction like that, and that's somebody he works with, there's revenue in it for him. Um, and then, you know, Cody, I turned to him and said, Hey man, I've got this book coming out. You're the king of e-com. When it comes to print on demand, I would love to have you do a chapter on it. He's like, I'm in. I was like, well, let me, he's like, no, 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 I'm in. I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, I didn't even have to explain to him. 
So I gave him the link. He jumped in the book. So Cody wrote the chapter on print on demand. That's come. That's going to be coming out in the book next month. And um, you know, so I think just and, and you know, and that's the other thing too. In this space, there's so much engagement online. You get to know people. You feel you get to know people, and so you start to make connections that. You know, and this is a great, I was just talking about this with a friend uh, uh, last week over a glass of wine. I was like, it's amazing how many people we think we're friends with that we've never met. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah. And so when you look at social media and what that's done for our world, I mean, you know, I, I was, I was faxing purchase orders. That's how we were doing it back in the day. <laughs> purchase order in the fax machine. Somebody gets it on that end, you know, orders go in, you know, and then they fax you back a, a, a bill, whatever it is. So that's yeah. how the world I was in. It wasn't instant. And the things that we can do today, I mean, back when I first got started in this space, you couldn't call the other side of the world for cheap. Yeah, now, no, I understand. Yeah. yeah, you can do it right I, across I the internet. Too, yeah, I, so had, the, I, I had a party line, you know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't listen to see my neighbor was on the phone or I could uh, start dialing my rotary. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I have no clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, most of, the, most of these guys that are in this space are going to have no clue what we're talking about. So... I went from that world to today's world where, I mean, you can instantly communicate with somebody on the other side of the world for free. I mean, I turn on a Zoom call and I can talk to somebody in Australia. I do it all the time or England or wherever it might be. So, you know, we start to make these relationships through our social media accounts. So like, you know, obviously through Facebook, I've made great connections with some really cool people. And because of that, a lot of folks have, you know, entertained or asked, uh, would I be uh, willing to partner with them on something? So. That's well, that's how a, it so yeah, I mean, let me give you an example of how you know things used to be a lot, a lot slower, and obviously there's a lot less connecting and so on that, that went on. So, I mean, really today we have kind of, I would say, like the opposite challenge. It's just now because it's so easy, right. and there's so many people out there, it can get pretty overwhelming pretty quickly. Absolutely. And one of the things that I've been fascinated and somewhat confused by in kind of watching you on the sidelines from the sidelines is. Is just how you maintain like all the, the the time and the energy to you know nurture those connections and just you know share with, so freely whether it's right. talking about what you like about you know air fryers or uh, scooters or you know yeah. you know you, you share a lot not just about you know business advice but but what your life in general and like honestly from the outside that looks just like a full time job in and of itself like how much, how much crazy you, how much of your effort is just put on to like managing relationships. In your day-to-day. Yeah, you know, um, I think a lot of it is, I mean, as we're sitting here, I've got one, two, three, four, seven new text messages have come through. That's not Facebook. I'm sure somebody's chiming me on Facebook. So in the 15, 20 minutes we've been talking, I've already got this. So for me, it's really become a very active world for me. So I've had to step up my communication game. And uh, the, other, the other side of that too is also the bad side of it is, is sometimes I get so many messages, I don't get through my messages. And, you know, there's a gentleman in this space named Steve Larson. Steve is, you know, every time we talk, like, dude, you got to stop. Stop responding. He goes, it was the hardest thing for me. He goes, when Russell told me, stop responding to your Facebook messages. Don't even look. I was like, what? I can't do that. I've got, I mean, I've got, to, I've got to communicate with him. And he goes, one day, I just shut it off. He goes, I don't even check my messages anymore. He goes, every wow. once in a while, like, Colton will run in there just to see what's going on. He goes, but I don't even check my messages anymore. Because it's rare. Every once in a while, I'll drop in. If I see something, I might respond. So he's like, you've got to do the same. And it's really hard for me. To, you know, so some days, I just won't even scroll past the first page. I'll just like, let it go. Because it's overwhelming. It truly is. To keep up with 
all the projects we're working on currently and to keep up with my Facebook messenger, my text messages, my emails. Uh, we were just joking about it yesterday. This, this isn't even my personal email. This is my business accounts. I have 17 business emails and I currently have, I think it's 20, uh, 24 and I have, <laughs> I have 28,000 unread emails. Yeah, you're at, you're at, you're at a whole other level. I mean, they haven't invented the right software yet for, for Kevin. It's Quinn. silly crazy. Yeah. And my, my neighbor hire me all the time. He'll walk over and go, Hey, hey so-and-so is trying to get a hold of you. I'm like, okay. I'll call him back. That's how I get notification. Somebody will reach out to somebody else or like one of my business partners, Kathy, she's like, Hey, so-and-so just reached out. They said they've been messaging you. They want to know if you can follow up. I'm like, okay, we'll go find them. So I'll search your name out, drop in and, and, it's odd that I saw your message come through this morning. Thank God it did. But uh, yeah, it's just trying to manage all that is it's that in itself, just communicating with people is a full-time job or two jobs. So, you know, sometimes I'm not the best at it. Um, I really, I rely heavily on my calendar and their reminders. So if it's something I just right click, remind, right click, remind. Um, been in this like- space. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So it sounds like, but in the end, I mean, the, the the cost of that has been really what created all these these opportunities, right? The the, the possibilities wouldn't be there, if, right? If you weren't putting in that time. So for for entrepreneurs out there who are perhaps feeling a little bit stuck, a little bit isolated, you know, perhaps one of the big reasons is is they're not taking enough time to to make those connections, right? To reach out and, as you point out, like just look to serve, right? Look to help people, and through that, right. through that those acts of service. That people, you're naturally attracting people who want to work. It happens all the time. Just to speak to that, and I'll be, I'll be quick about it, is last night I put a post up. I didn't put a... I responded to a post in one of the community groups. And I got this morning and I had 20-something new friend requests. I'm like, oh my gosh, who are these guys? Who are these guys? Who are these guys? You know, scrolling through and, and, and whatnot. And, uh, and for the most part, I just ignore most of those too. Every once in a while, I go through and I've got a, a, a thing that I use that will delete all current friend requests. Because just for me, you know, to, to not have that notification uh, is uh, <laughs> right you know, at times. But anyway, yeah, to make a long story short, because um, I, I, I can talk a long story. Um, this community and the involvement and the connections you make have led to all these opportunities. They truly have. Um, a couple that I'm working on right now that are separate of this are just, you know, local Local folks, I know. I mean, you know, my my getting into the hemp and CBD space was not because of my digital marketing. It was because of my um, my local relationship. Excuse me, my lo- my local relationships that I got involved in that space. But everything else for me is all built around this digital marketing space, and it's it's so silly what's going on right now. But partnerships have been the key. Having partners. Yeah, that, and that's a great segue because the next thing I wanted to really look at with you, Kevin, is uh, you know. Do, is everything you do pretty much in, in partnerships? And, and if so, you know, why, why is that for you? Well, up until about two or three months ago, it was mostly solo stuff for me. I had a couple of other little projects that, you know, had a couple of other people involved with them. But the big stuff that I was working on were all solo. And so that required 100% of Kevin. And I had a moment... Maybe three months ago, when I was just like, you know, this coaching thing I'm working on. So I was coaching seven clients, and those seven clients, you know, they're paying me a hefty chunk of money to to coach them, you know. And so for you know two thousand dollars a month, 
there's some expectations. And not only are there expectations, there's responsibilities I have to live up to. And now I'm doing this for seven people. And I realized, oh my gosh, my brain cannot handle coaching seven people full time like this. Now, when I was coaching sales teams, that was different. I'd travel with them, we'd go out into the field, we'd spend time together, back to the hotel, I'd catch a flight home, everything's good. This one is a whole lot of involvement. And I'm so open, I, I just tell them, hey, anytime you're stuck, just reach out. Well, they reach out a lot. Text messages, Facebook Messenger, emails, whatever they can to get a hold of me. We jump on calls, Zoom calls. And I was I, I gave kind of that open carte blanche, if you need me, to everybody. So seven people were using that. And uh, it just it started to wear on me. And uh, literally, probably three months ago, I just I, sh- I told everybody, I can't do full-time coaching anymore. It's really tearing me down. You know, the time involved with all my other projects. And and so I got to talking with a friend one night. I was laying there. Actually, I got a friend from a gal who used to be on my, one, of my, one of my sales teams uh, about 10 years ago. So Vanessa late at night, about 3 a.m. my time. She's like, what are you doing up? Like, what are you doing up? And so we're chatting. We haven't talked in forever. I was like, man, I haven't seen you in a couple of years. She goes, you know, excuse my friend. She's like, hey, numb nuts. You haven't seen me in 10 years. I'm like, what? Has it been that long? She's like, yeah. She goes, what have you been doing with yourself? I was like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this and do this. Everything I was talking about was all these solo projects. Right. She goes, she's like, why? Why? She goes, Kevin, you are so good at working with people. I mean, she goes, look at the team you built at the company we were at and said, you know, everybody would die for you back there. She goes, I loved working for you. And she goes, and I don't think I've ever worked for anybody since, but I loved working for more. And so she's like, your power is in working with people. You're really good at working with people. Figure that out. What can you do? I was like, zip it. I said, you used to work for me. She's like, no, seriously, you need to figure something out. And so I'm laying there at three in the morning. Uh, we, she and I chatted for like 30 minutes. And all of a sudden I see a good friend is online. I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, oh, I can't sleep. So neither can I. I said, hey, I've got this idea. She was calling me. So like, we got to talking on the phone. You know, She's in Missouri. She stepped out of the room. Her husband's asleep. She's like, what's up? What's going on? So we're talking. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I said, right. Let's talk about this in the morning. So we jumped back on a call the next morning and talked out what it would look like to create a private coaching group where there's multiple coaches versus just me being able to manage the bandwidth that's required to coach people. And so we created this thing. We're just getting ready to come out of our beta. We've been doing it for about two months. We wanted to ensure that what we were building was right and that it could help people. So it's, you know, our beta isn't the weak beta that everybody else does. And then they launch and figure it out along the way. Ours was we wanted to figure it out. And in the process, uh, we created this Catalyst Genius. There's four coaches in there. Uh, myself, three ladies who are amazing. Uh, we're coaching about 50 people right now in the group. And out of that, we've built a coaching course. Um, it's not going to be your $997 course and up like everybody charges in this space. It's 27 bucks. We built a, you know, a course worth, worth thousands. We're going to sell for $27. The reason why is we want more people to be able to use this in their lives. You know, most of the folks all, in the space. And all, all, the, all that from, uh, you know, hearing some advice from a former, uh, former colleague that worked for you that yeah. led to a conversation with an old friend. Led to a conversation and I realized I could do this with partners better. And we are, yeah. we're doing it so much better as, as partners. Well, just looking at this example, right? You went from having seven clients on your own and feeling that was overwhelming right. to four of you with, you know, 50 clients, which is, you know, doing the math there is definitely more than seven a person, but that still felt manageable. And with the ability to then co-create uh, a course Absolutely. to impact even more people. So yeah, that's a, 
Well, the, the four of us, not only are the partner. four of us coaching everybody in the group, the four of us are building this course together. Exactly. And so the modules in the course aren't just all me. The modules are Kathy and Jenny and Melissa, you know, and their strengths. You know, Jenny is all about, you know, your story and your offer. Melissa is the funnel side and the nuances and the psychology behind. And Kathy is the business and e-com and things along that lines. And I'm more the business and the sales strategy coaching side. And so the four of us coming together, creating this really cool ecosystem of, you know, the things that are needed by all these folks who are dropping in are new to this space. So we've got a coaching course that we're going to sell them for 27 bucks. Plus we have our private coaching group somewhere in there. They can, you know, they can step up. It's only $10 a month for these folks to join the group right now. So, you know, for 10 bucks, they can come in and get live coaching in the group. Um, once we, once we just turn it back on right now, it's, you know, it we're like we said, we're beta. Everybody in there realizes, you know, Hey, we're beta. We're figuring this out with you. We've done a pretty good job of that. But, um, the benefit of having four of us and not just me has helped tremendously. And to be 100% honest with you, it wasn't about revenue for me and generation and, oh, am I going to have to split this four ways? It was about what do I have mentally that I can give now? I can't give to seven coaches or seven, I'm sorry, seven students what they need because um, it's really just wearing me down. Plus, I've got all my other projects I'm working on, sure. but I can lend my time to this partnership and the four of us can truly provide some serious value to these these people and i have more energy for it so my niche where i'm at i can crush so let's let's i'd love to dive in a little bit into the you know the semantics of you know these partnerships so i mean it's an amazing example right of how a partnership can really flourish right and not just with one person i mean four people is all that even that much more complex so when you when you uh, go to create a, a partnership, what are, what are some of the things that you feel are important to have in place to make sure that that partnership um, has the greatest, uh, I guess, conditions for success? Yeah. You know, um, I learned a very valuable lesson over the last 17, 18 months. Actually, uh, it, we were totally cleared from it in September. April of last year, I had a partner in our software development. There were three of us. We had a company called 3Launch. At 3Launch, we were launching people's software them. Um, one of the guys, there was a hiccup, there were some issues. We had to vote him out as a partner last April. In the process of doing so, we invited in what we weren't prepared for, which was the state of Idaho, the U.S. government with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and um, a nightmare with this guy that we, we had to vote out. So two of us exercised uh, the vote through our attorneys. He was removed. Um, he consequently came back with you know documents saying I officially removed myself from the three companies that we're involved in right now. Everything we thought everything was great. Then the state gets involved because of some things he was going through personally. The state got involved and and came a lead investigator from the State Department of Finance. So this gentleman's bankruptcy, uh, which was signed off on, or I don't know, uh, it uh, was signed off on or something, and then. Out it goes. Well, his creditors came back and filed disputes saying he's not disclosing everything he's involved in. We know that he has involvement in these companies that were not part of it. And he, he, didn't, he didn't disclose he was involved in our software projects. And next thing you know, we're getting, you know, hey, this is so-and-so from the state of Idaho. We just want you to be aware of the fact that Michael Krause has filed a bankruptcy. His creditors have filed a dispute. You guys probably need to seek uh, general counsel and get the advice of attorneys. And I'm like, I'm on the phone. Like, I'm sorry, what? What's going on? Yeah, and, uh, get, get really ugly. 
Yeah. And I did, it got ugly. So immediately I called my attorneys and she's, and, and she, you know, our lead attorney's like, come down, let's, let's talk this out. So I did. She's like, yeah, that could be ugly. She goes, well, what you guys need to do, she goes, this might be hard for you guys, but what you guys need to do is you, you guys need to exercise your option to remove as a managing member of the partnership. We couldn't remove him as a partner per se, because he still, he owned equity in these companies, but we removed him as a managing member. He had no say, no involvement. Moving forward, he was basically just by principle, uh, an equity shareholder in the company. And uh, so we did, we voted him out. Two days later, we got the letters stating that he is uh, basically relinquishing all ownership in any of the companies, uh, you know, from his, from an attorney he had, which we're like, oh, she's like, you're done. You don't have to do anything else. I mean, he is no longer a shareholder in your companies. It's like, well, okay. So that's fantastic. Well, the problem we had was the state got involved. So once the state got involved and the lead investigator got involved, all these things started to come up. And, and now because of his involvement in all these different companies, and, and this will explain what, what I do in relation to partnerships now. And be, because of all this that was going on, uh, state got involved. They started reaching out to our investors. One company, there's seven partners who have all put money into it. So they're going out to investors. They're asking questions. We're sending you forms. We need you to fill out all these forms and send them back. I've got investors calling me going, why are you guys being investigated by the Securities and Exchange Commission? Yeah. So because we took money. We a, lot, took a lot of ripple effect from that. Oh, yeah. A lot of ripple effect from a partnership that, you know, I thought the partnership was absolutely solid. We'd worked together for two years before that ripple. And, you know, to be honest with you, it was great. Everything was fantastic. Then it wasn't. And now all of a sudden, I went through 17 months of turmoil. I had to hire uh, attorneys. Um, we had a law firm that represented us. I had to go down and sit in front of the state of Idaho with a representative from the Securities and Exchange Commission sitting there with us. I'm being deposed like I'm in a courtroom for two hours in a conference room. Literally, it's like I'm in, in court having to explain what's been going on with our companies. They, you know, All of our banking, all of our books, everything was sent to the state. They investigated us for 16 months. And I learned a valuable lesson when we came out of this because we finally washed our hands of it. There was no wrongdoing. Everything was great. September, they released everything. So 17 months of what the hell is going on was a big lesson for me on how to partner in the future. And for me, when I, when I was having this epiphany, I was like, okay, who are people I truly trust in this digital marketing space? I've learned a lot in 18 months. You can't trust a lot of people because there are a lot of turds in this space. And even some people who have some really big names are turds. So I started asking around and asking around, what do you think of? So I've got a network of, there's three of us and we talk and we share and we don't tell anybody else that we're sharing and they're big names, but we share who the turds are. They tell me who their turds are, vice versa. And uh, so I reached out to Kathy. Turd filtering network. Absolutely. So, I mean, I truly know who the turds are and they're really big names. Um, So I I reached out to Kathy. I was like, hey, I've got this idea. We talked out the next day and I said, but I think it's bigger than you and I. I. I think even for you and I, if this grows the way we think it could, could grow, it's a lot of work for the both of us. We need more people. I said, and here's my thoughts. We're going to need somebody that does this and somebody that does that. These are the two people I trust the most. I've worked with them. They're very honest. Uh, let's get on a call with them. So we did. We've edited. We didn't just say, hey, let's partner and make something happen. We all talked to each other, made sure that collectively as a group, we got all four of us on a call really talked it out. Here's our vision. How do you see it? What's your view of this? Um, you know, what's your commitment to this? And we just really ironed out a lot of the details up front. And I knew on this one, just to trust my gut, they're good people. Um, and it, it's worked out. We're three months into it now. They're still amazing. 
We're launching, you know, we obviously we put together a course together. We have a mastermind event in Las Vegas in July where we have 17 speakers who have said yes. 17 really big names in the ClickFunnels community have said yes. So they're going to speak at the event. Um, I've got it. Yeah, I've got a couple of big keynotes who uh, I'm waiting on confirmations on. One is um, a billionaire. She's a billionaire tied to the Shark Investment Show. And then another one is a really big name in the network marketing space. In fact, he's probably the biggest coach in the network marketing space. A gentleman named uh, Eric Worre. And so oh, we yes. can get... Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Uh, yeah. So at any rate, yeah, it's just that partnership was done right. Really talked it out. Here's... What do you, do you, I mean, do you guys think there's any concern for you in getting involved in this? And, 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 and I did ask around, I talked to some other folks about, you know, who have worked with them. Nothing right, but so, great. Yeah. So just to summarize, I mean, uh, there's been a lot of, a lot of great things here, but taking some notes. So, I mean, uh, in the first example, I mean, obviously things went, went sour and, and so on the, on the plus side, you had these, you had these things in place, you know, legal agreements and so on and, and right. wasted, wasted deal with it that could have could have made a, a big mess, just like it totally implode, right? So, right. so on that on that side of things, you know, having those legal agreements in place really um, provided a lot of support to to deal with something that was you know, really difficult. And we missed a couple of things, which that's another thing too. Here's my advice: if you look to partner with anybody, especially okay, if it's just a little, if it's a little digital marketing project, maybe you don't need an operating agreement. But if this is a true company. You need an operating agreement. You need an operating agreement that outlines a lot of different things. We had an operating agreement. There were a couple of loopholes in our operating agreement that had he not sent us letters removing himself, he would have, he would have continued to be a partner in, in these companies moving forward. He'd have no say, but he'd still be getting equity uh, uh, disbursements of royalties. And if there was a, if we ever recognized a sale, he'd get his share because of a, there was a, a loophole in the agreement, a 77 page document. And somewhere in there was something that, so we've had that agreement redone by a different uh, law firm. But here's what I, here's what I suggest. If you're getting into a true company, a true partnership, there are things you can put into place that will protect you. The agreement is one. And there's some insurance policies that you can get that are taken out on you and the other partners that protect you. If we had had this insurance policy in place, which was actually um, uh, on the uh, on the front end, wasn't expensive for the three partners together. It was about one hundred and ten dollars a month to have this policy in place. When Michael did what he did, the policy would have engaged, and in there, the policy would have paid for the attorney's fees, which you know was thousands of dollars. And 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 in the uh, extent that he was removed, which he was, it would have given us a million and a half dollars to fill that position and to continue to allow the company to run smoothly because we had money we needed That's for seven, for 17 months, we were locked down. We couldn't touch our bank accounts. We couldn't do anything. Couldn't take a, couldn't sell a product. Couldn't take a, uh, an investment raise. I mean, but we still had to pay bills and yeah. I couldn't have access to the, the bank account, but I would have had access to that insurance money that would have allowed me to, to, to pay the bills and, and to keep the lights on. Just have that. Yeah. That, that, Peace of mind in the case where, yeah, we do have that. Absolutely. What's the type of insurance is that? Well, there's, uh, that's just a general liability insurance that uh, it protects partners. So there's key man insurance. So there's a key man insurance policy that goes in place. Your key man insurance, um, this would have engaged. 
that would have paid our attorney's bills, which came out of pocket for me because I couldn't take it out of the company. I didn't have access to our, our bank accounts. So I'm paying out of pocket for the attorneys. And only just recently did we get access to the company bank accounts again. So it literally locked these companies down for almost 17 months. Yeah, that's huge. And, and investors are just sitting here like, what's going on? I'm like, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I have no clue. Now on the, on the flip side, with, with your most recent experience, you know, creating this partnership with, with the four of you, um, what, yeah. what sort of, what, what did you have in place there in, in terms of, you know? Yeah, we have, um, well, you know, we filed, we, we, we filed with the Fed and we filed with the states. We actually created a, a, a company between all of us. And so it's listed as four equal partners in the company. That's just an LLC. Um, these guys, we're on, the, we're on the small end of this right now, the low end. You know, we trust each other. Yeah, they're, they're really good people. Um, but then again, I thought the same with Michael. Now you're causing a, a red flag to vote for me. We did, not sign, we did not sign an operating agreement together. We probably need to come up with even just a basic operating agreement that just says, be good. If you're ever not good and you're removed, you lose any equity holding that you have in the company. Just a basic agreement that covers that. Because you know that's the thing too in partnerships. Somebody implodes, they're still your partner. I tell people all the time, be careful who you partner with because that person, you carry their brand with you. And, you know, that, that was, you know, when I look for partnerships in this space, uh, people I bring on now, here's what I've chosen to do. Like we have a new company that just launched uh, Vital Elements. So mentioned earlier that I'm involved in the hemp CBD space. I was brought in as a partner in a, a big farm operation in Oregon. Uh, and, and on it, they have a plant that does all the extraction. So they literally, plant the seed, grow the hemp, harvest the hemp, extract the, ice, or the crude, turn that into isolate distillate and create CBD products. So that's the main company that I came in as a partner in on. And separately of this, we, we just launched a new network marketing company called Vital Elements. What we're doing with Vital Elements, rather than bringing on employees, is bringing on 1099 contracts. So rather than hiring a, a brand and marketing person, we're contracting. I know so many people in the space now. I can go to people like a, a, a Mallory and a, a Molly and a Brandon. And rather than hire people for those positions in the company, I can just contract. It's so much easier for us now. So, you know, we get, you know, for a fraction of the cost of what it would cost to bring on an employee and all the other things you need having an employee, taxes, insurance, all those other things. All that infrastructure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now for us, most everything we're doing in the launch and build of this company, the key people that will help us build it and launch it are just 1099 contractors who are big in this space, who understand what we need, uh, can, can deliver on that. And uh, off we go. So, you know, in this new partnership, there's four of us that are involved. Um, and then we've got a spot open for an investor. We're talking with several investors right now. We'll pick one of them and uh, full steam ahead. But everybody else, for us, it's just been 1099 contractors for key positions that we need. And it's, they're long-term agreements. So it means uh, Mallory, who's going to handle all of our branding um, and, and marketing stuff and graphics and things. She's, it's, it's a long-term agreement. Uh, the agreement that we have in place with her is an annual agreement. Uh, she's on right away. And moving forward, she'll manage everything for us as a 1099. So I think for folks who are looking to launch like a real big project, 1099 or, you know, get some agreements in place. Don't require you to actually bring somebody in as a full partner. Keep equity for you. Yeah. 
just finding yeah i think that's so key is is finding ways to get over those those barriers right the fear of a right. long-term commitment that you know just the more you invest in it the more risk there is if it goes goes wrong i think i think it's, it's really smart to to come up with ways to move to move fast and you know kind of quickly validate you know if something's working or not and obviously doing something in a context absolutely well and the other thing too jerry think about is um those partnerships you have two three four five brains involved and it's it's so much better than just one brain trying to think through this whole thing and launch and make something work because you have five different ideas bouncing things bouncing things off each other and it creates what i think is a better version of what you were wanting to launch solo anyway and you know and it gives you like i said more people to help with the bandwidth side of it as well so from a creative standpoint as well as support i think it uh it can really better somebody in what they're looking to do in this space. Yeah. Have a lot more fun, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it gives you people to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Both just yeah. for, for, for business benefit and for, for peace of mind. It uh, can get, it can get lonely as a solo printer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. We've, we've covered a lot of, a lot of amazing ground today on, on the partnership side. I think, I think that's, um, I'm seeing a lot more more interest in that, and you know, in, in the entrepreneurship space, you know, there's so much is there to help people kind of learn the skills for themselves, but not so much, you know, on you know how to do things together. And I think you know our conversation today, a lot of really great nuggets to help people, you know, get an idea of, of you know where they can take those next steps. You know, going back to what you were saying earlier around just making taking time to make more connections, building relationships, giving, serving, you know, not looking for something in return necessarily will right. create those possibilities. And then, you know, depending on the size of the engagement, really looking at having, you know, something in place, some kind of a, a agreement an operating agreement, perhaps even insurance and so on, if you're getting something even, even bigger so that again, you can, you can move forward with, with confidence, but know that, you know, if, if something difficult does come up, you know, you've got ways to, to deal with that. Um, in, a, in a way that still allows you know relationships to get preserved because at the end of the day I'm, I'm sure this is true for you as well right is whether a business partnership continues or not you know ideally we want those relationships to stay strong and and and, and whole regardless of you know how you move absolutely forward. absolutely heck I, I lost a friend when we removed michael that's you know that's the other side of it too so i mean don't lose friendships over it yeah Awesome. Well, Kevin, it's been a, it's been amazing to talk with you today. I really appreciate taking the time. Is there um, kind of what's, what's next for you as it was, uh, you look into, um, you know, the next, uh, next year, what, what are you most excited about? Yeah. Um, you know, there's still the coaching things going well. The, uh, the book is coming out. So we have a book called air fryer secrets. It's not about air fryers, but uh, it's about digital marketing. So there's 71 authors in the book who all wrote a chapter in a niche in this space from mindset all the way through to revenue on the back end. So it's a pretty cool little book that we put together, kind of a digital marketing Bible. So that comes out next month. Um, the air fryer secrets will be fun. And then uh, really, you know, where the largest share of my, uh, my bandwidth is now is the hemp CBD space, such an emerging market right now. It's still in the infancy and it's, you know, it's, it's slated to be, it's trending right now to be a, $25 billion a year industry in the U.S. by 2022, 20, 23. So, I mean, think about that. Two to three years from now, that's a $25 billion a year industry. 
Well, we're jumping in. So Exciting times. Yeah, I'll be focused there too. Great. And um, where could people find out more about the, the upcoming uh, book, Air Fire Secrets, or just... Well, the crazy thing is we have a domain. So you can go to uh, www.airfriersecrets.com. And uh, we're, we're in the middle of uh, building a, a new landing page for that. So that'll launch here pretty quick. Um, it's pretty skeleton right now, but you can get on the wait list. Uh, those people who are on the email wait list will be the first ones to get notification that the book's available. And uh, should be silly. We'll see how that thing goes. So you can find me there or, or just Kevin and Stephen on Facebook. Fantastic. Yeah, and we'll, we'll include those links in, uh, in the show notes as well. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Kevin. I really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you inviting me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, you help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful life-changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation. Share it with people and have that conversation. Because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.